Have you been there and done it when it comes to nutrition, exercise and motivation? My name is Laura Moffat and I'm part of the Basics Lifestyle and Wellness team. We're not your standard health podcast and we don't claim to be experts, but we do know change isn't easy. Our aim is to bring you the best in the business in all aspects of mind, body and soul. We hope to create a spark and with expert knowledge, give you the information and motivation to make a change. Please enjoy. Welcome everyone to the Basics Lifestyle and Wellness Podcast. This episode, episode 11, I am joined with the beautiful mama bear, Laura. Hi everyone. Hi Laura. And um, so it's just Laura and I and we're just talking a little bit about kids and nutrition. And what I love most about this episode is the absolutely amazing superstar that we have coming on. Her name's Soraya and she is part of Live Fruitfully and she's based in Singapore. She runs a lot of workshops on kids' nutrition um, and healthy raw eating for um, families and people in general. And yeah, I just absolutely love her. She's so full of knowledge and I'm really excited to bring her on. But yeah, I find in terms of that, like me personally, I can't wait not right now, but I definitely can't wait in the future to have children. And I, I think that's what really drives me to become the healthiest version of myself right now. Looking at my at my family and my family's history, you know, as healthy as we've all tried to be and as close to nature and as close to earth as we've all tried to be, you know, there's things that pop up and just really remind us of how important nutrition is. And that's something that's really sat really heavily with me. And I really want to encourage it with my future kids and just the kids of, of the future in general. I don't know about you, Laura, but, you know, obviously you've got little Lola and she's so beautiful. And so, yeah, how do you how do you find incorporating Lola in with your, in general, like food and... Yeah, um, she is about 15 months now, so I'm actually finding it a lot easier with the cooking because there's lots of things that she can eat that's similar to what Scott and I are having. So that's really awesome. Um, when Lola was about eight months old, we actually discovered that she had an egg allergy <laughs> after she projectile vomit all over the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so we were referred to an allergist and her diet was just so plain she said it had to be like white meat and basically white vegetables so she literally lived on cabbage cauliflower little bits of chicken so she was really restricted now we've started to introduce a little bit more so it makes it a lot easier and I've started to notice as well one day I'll make her something and she absolutely loves it then I get all excited so I make it again like two days later and she won't have any of it. Um, so I think <laughs> um, what's really important is definitely variety, but also trying to keep it as healthy as possible as well. The joys of being a mama bear. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine as, as a mom, like, for their kids that probably won't eat or they do what that obviously Lola did, love these foods and you get excited so you prep a lot and then they're not interested yeah. in it. So I think it's yeah. just about, you know, really finding someone that kind of knows a little bit as well and has studied into the area that can really just shed some light on the psychology behind kids and food. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You definitely need to be prepared. Um, food's actually a really good distraction. Like if we're out in the car or we're out shopping and she 
starts getting bored or tired, um, it's good just to give her a piece of fruit or um, like a rice cracker. But you definitely have to be prepared to bring your own things. Yeah, I find it difficult to buy foods when you're out um, that don't uh, contain little sugar, but they're actually healthy. And you also find that a lot of fruits that she likes can be quite expensive as well. So it's definitely um, good to bring your own. She's, she's got expensive taste. <laughs> yeah, she likes strawberries. Oh my gosh, strawberries are the best. That sweet tooth, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important. Like I know with my little brother, it was just like hot chips was the only thing that he wanted to eat. And you're just like, um, actually, no, you can't survive of hot chips. You literally become the food you eat and I don't want you walking around like a hot chip. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was. I guess it was really encouraging um, a healthy um, outlook on eating well um, yeah. and, and eating well in front of him, you know, and incorporating him as part of the meal. So he saw how important it was to, you know, make eating like a ritual, like sitting with us, eating with us and seeing yeah. that we were eating the same foods. And, you know, um, I can only imagine, like I can't imagine this when I'm older, I just don't even want to think about it, but the nightmare of just trying to find food that's food. So if I'm ever in yeah. a hurry, you know, and I don't have time to prep food or whatever, that I can just grab that and know it's safe to give them. What I also find is it's just pretty crazy, like the rising of the obesity rate for kids and I think you know it doesn't I guess as a society we're not really helping ourselves you know it is harder um you know obviously prepping would make it a lot easier but for some mums you know sometimes they have three kids or they work full-time or even just having one kid but working trying to make it work so it's just crazy the type of things that we're not being mindful about yeah I guess a lot of our attitude toward food um comes from our parents and I know um, when it came to fizzy drinks crisps and any sweets we rarely ever had them in the house um, if we did it was for like a birthday party and if they were there then we always had to ask if we could have it it just wasn't assumed that you could help yourself so we definitely knew it was a it was a treat and uh, I guess it's our responsibility as parents uh, to let our kids know the same thing that they can't just have you know mcdonald's whenever they want and that they should be snacking on like fruit or yogurt that sort of thing yeah i love that i love that it's so true and it's it's you know it's, it's the snacks that you ask for and then it's also the alternative healthy snacks as well um yeah. i think it's really important Thanks, Laura. What I might do is just bring our guest on. She's all the way from Singapore and I cannot wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. All right. So talking today on the basics, lifestyle and wellness, I'm so, so excited to introduce Soraya. Soraya is a mum of the beautiful fox who's a 20-month-old and Soraya also is responsible for her healthy cooking classes and workshops under her brand Live Fruitfully and she's also a nutritionist as if she wasn't busy enough. <laughs> Just love to send a massive warm welcome to the beautiful Soraya. Thank you so much for joining us today and Soraya is in Singapore. 
Oh, Emma, thank you very much. Really appreciate having me on this platform. It's very inspiring. I've heard some of the talks and it's a great place to share knowledge and wellness. I really appreciate being here. Oh, thank you. Um, if you would just love to tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I was raised in the UK. I now live in Singapore, as Emma mentioned. I left the finance industry after 15 years last year and uh, decided to go into full-time looking after my toddler, Fox, and also pursue my passion in health and well-being. So I became uh, qualified as a nutritionist as well as a children's relaxation coach recently. And by the end of this year, I'll be a certified raw food chef. I set up Live Fruitfully with Sandra here in Singapore, and we specialize in plant-based workshops and food consultations. And so um, uh, we also do retreats as well. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So if you could just shine a little bit of light on what made you so passionate and what what made you come about um, living a healthy lifestyle and getting involved in it? Well, so many different factors, really. And and one of them was basically the, the way that I lived my life when I was when I was a teenager. I ate a lot of the typical teenage diet, like lots of dairy, lots of frozen food. I suffered from a lot of bloating and acne. And so it was a lot to do with my diet that I really need to change. And I didn't feel very good about myself. Uh, I couldn't regulate stress. I didn't know what to, to do, how to work through my exams or work through home and school life and, and things like that. Um, and there were so many different things. And I suppose the major one that made me really see myself in a different light and actually see unfortunately when my my grandma was with bowel cancer um, about 10 years ago I decided to troll the internet and help try and help her basically find natural cures for the cancer and, and I thought that she lived a really healthy life she she ate some vegetables and you know and I suppose that just eating vegetables is not the only thing that sort of helps you and live a healthy lifestyle you, you need to be active you need to eat the right uh, right foods and and also um be able to clear your mind with a lot of stuff so th that's how i really got into it and i decided to trial a lot of things on myself so i decided to stop eating dairy that made me feel less bloated my acne left me like oh immediately it was unbelievable i slowly started taking out gluten out of my diet by not eating bread but didn't realize that gluten was actually in everything that we eat these days i only come to know that only a few years ago but now i am just really passionate about looking at how to feel better inside and out and my ultimate goal is is to be part of a change in the future generation and and this is why i've set up these workshops healthy eating workshops and, and especially geared towards children's food as well because i believe that if you get them from the beginning then they would have a better future and be able to eat better eat well and, and know what to look out for and i also decided to become a children's relaxation coach for the same thing where i think that we live in such a stressful environment and and that we don't know how to manage our stress and if you get them at such a young age then they can regulate stresses in in life 
So Fox is the project. <laughs> He's the project future organic free range baby. Um, so he's releasing <laughs> all sorts of green things, and which is great. And and I'm trying all sorts of like relaxation things on him as well. Um, so we'll we'll see how he ends up. Hopefully he'll uh, <laughs> he'll do well in life. I love that. He's your organic free range baby. Oh, that's so cute. I absolutely love that. It's so important. And I think, you know, just the education and and the awareness around that we do live in a pretty full on environment. It wasn't like it was a hundred years ago and we are receiving information at a really rapid rate. And, you know, obviously looking at holistic ways, not just in health, but obviously in in mental health and and well-being and being present and mindful. So if you um, could just tell us a little bit about some of the methods that you came across. I know you spoke a little bit about what you found for you for you personally, but some of the methods that you came across when looking into strengthening health and prevention for the future, like how does this affect our children as well? Gosh, there's so much information out there on on what to do, what not to do. And I suppose from years of my own research and reading thousands of books on it and and going to talks, um, I could probably summarize it into a few points which uh, your viewers can take away or your listeners can take away and one of them really is that I already mentioned about stress and this is a big one because we do live in a constant circle of stress everything is fast everything is quick we want everything now and and I think if you actually promote being able to relax at home as in your home for example set up a little uh, relaxation area for your children get them to tell you about their worries of the day to let everything out them clear their mind before they go to sleep i think that's that's really important and and for you as well as the parents you also need to, to talk and sort of switch off or just write everything down and throw it away. Don't read it ever again. You know, you just need to let everything out. Um, I, I highly recommend some guided meditation and to, to manage your stress or some form of just letting your thoughts just float away and and breathe and really deep, deeply because we, we're just always like sighing and, oh, we're in a rush and huffing and puffing. You just need to sit there. It just needs to be five minutes. You don't need to do anything drastic like an hour meditation sat there in silence. You can just do five minutes during your day and sort of switch off and and just breathe a few times. Secondly, and, and another important one is what you eat, eating fresh whole foods. So mostly vegetables, mostly plant based, ideally mostly greens and vary them. And there's so many nice seasonal vegetables out there. Uh, wherever you're from, go to your farmer's market, um, choose nice organic vegetables to, to cook up in a nice stew or a nice warm salad or salad or something. And make sure that you're getting a balance of everything. So I know there's so many diets out there that say no carbs, no fats. However, you actually do need these things. You need a balance of protein, carbohydrates, fats and fiber so carbohydrates try and obviously um in whole foods in vegetables like potatoes and sweet potatoes and whole grains as opposed to bread 
and fats. Fats are really important. Things like nuts and your cold-pressed oils out there and coconuts and avocados, really good fats. Um, and it's very good for brain development as well. And, and fish, fish oils, definitely all your omega-3 and 6s, really important. If you're a vegetarian, then you get them from other sources like nuts. And be active. I think it's a third one. Really make sure that you're actually getting out and stretching those muscles and bones. Exercise ideally three to four times a week. However, during the day, make sure that you're not just being sat there all day um, in front of a computer if you've got an office job. Try and move around. Make sure instead of getting the lift, go and walk up the stairs. You know, just these little things count. Instead of getting the bus somewhere, maybe go and take a walk. At least stretch your muscles anyway. I think if you follow these steps, I mean, they're just three simple steps, really easy to um, incorporate in your life. Then having you as the healthy person, then your future children will also be healthy um, because they all come from you. And, and I think this is how you would actually start this healthy revolution from, from you towards the future generation passing it down yeah they're obviously at the most influential time so you know whatever they see from their their parents and whatever fox sees from you and you know is going to be really really cemented in them and and they're going to carry out the same the same things i guess i know i certainly probably have carried through a few bad habits and i've learned to recondition myself to focus on some some other things was definitely a, a whole foods person, but I did enjoy my sweets too much. But I absolutely love the point that you talk about how you said, you know, making sure that we're not excluding food groups. I mean, I know personally, and, and this is just my experience and, and the experience I've had when I've, when I've bumped into people and come across people, it's when we start to exclude, you know, fats or carbs or, you know, even just for a period of time, it's, it's not actually what I find to be looking after the general wellness of the body. So we could possibly achieve similar results um, with our goals if we just were more mindful around, you know, actually nourishing our bodies rather than trying to work out ways in which we can manipulate. So, no, I really, really love what you said. That was amazing. All right. So on that, like, what do you feel, you know, in terms of going into how this is affecting our children, what do you feel are some of the leading causes in childhood obesity? Uh, I, there's, uh, again, so many different factors because there's so much information out there. Um, I, I really think that it's the lack of education and on the real causes of obesity. You see it all in the news and if you look at the UK government, for example, they're trying to crack down on, on the amount of money they're spending because of the diseases caused by obesity. And they're trying to get the nation to, to eat healthier and, and exercise and everything because at the moment people are making shortcuts. You know, they're, they're, um, they're actually going to the NHS, which is the government health, and people are asking for operations to actually shrink, shrink their stomach when in reality it's all to do with what you're actually eating right as in you don't need something to shrink your stomach you need to have the control over what you're eating and i know that i i can say this so easily now and and someone in that situation must think you know it this is really difficult for me but i i think it's the education part and 
if there was really education and nutrition education out in the schools out there, then we wouldn't be in this position where the health authorities are, are just going crazy about what to do with, with how much money they're spending um, and all these diseases. So that's, that's one of the, the factors. And I mean, there's, there's also the, the food and media, which doesn't really help the situation. A lot of them brainwash us to thinking that we need to eat certain things or these things that are healthier to eat from, for us. However, it's all processed. Like I mentioned about fat-free and sugar-free and people think, oh, well, I'm going to be able to lose weight if I eat this item because it's fat-free or sugar-free. But they've absolutely manipulated whatever the item is because it's losing that flavor. It's losing that content, that fat content. And it's not wholesome anymore. So they're replacing it with chemicals. And lastly, it's also ties in with the food education. And for the children, it's the parents and the caregivers actually have the control over what the child eats from a very young age until they can make their own decision. If the parents don't have this information and not knowing what to give their children or thinking that they are giving their children the right food, then they're not really realizing the consequences in the long run. And what I see in a, in a lot of the time is that um, parents think that there are no consequences, that it's okay to give them this type of snack, and then they start getting addicted to that particular snack or they started get, um, the, the children start getting addicted to eating sugar and, and they just think, well, you know, I grew up okay with eating whatever and not realizing that later on down the line that those things that you've actually fed your child can actually cause other issues like behavioral issues for example um, if you're eating a lot of sugar and I know mentioned about carbohydrates and there's a lot of research about if you don't give children carbohydrates and it's really necessary for their brain development they actually start and and you yourself you start getting some mental issues on on not eating enough carbohydrates because it's actually a brain fuel but i'm not saying go out there and go and eat loads and loads of carbs it just needs to be all balanced that's all yeah so there's so many different things about obesity out there so yeah we just um we just need to watch out and be mindful of what we read and see in, in the media. It's funny that you said that because I remember, this is going to sound hilarious, but I remember I got to an age where you start questioning stuff. Like I think I was a little bit later on in life because that was just how I rolled. But I just kind of questioned everything. And then I was just thinking like, I actually just remember the feeling of shock when I discovered that what we were actually given to eat, eat like in terms of fast food and stuff like that, actually wasn't food. And I was like, how are we how is this allowed to be let out? Like, how are we allowed to have access to this when this is actually so processed that it's, that it's very minimal food? And I was thinking, shouldn't that be illegal? Like, I just remember having giggled to myself. I'm like, how is, how is this even happening? Like, I just was so shocked because, you know, although I knew fast food was bad for you, I just thought it was just a bad kind of food. But then I realize now when I'm older, just the processes that it goes through. And I'm just like, actually, very little of that is actually food. So <laughs> I was very shocked, to say the least. So obviously, you, you've got like, you know, ways to include children with the recipes and things like that. But what do you find the most effective in help it, helping children enjoy healthy meals? Yeah, so we do um, a lot of workshops around weaning foods and also um, kids meals where we focus on the variety of whole foods out there um, especially this the the seasonal vegetables 
that you can find um, locally. We try and introduce the flavors as the, the actual food as they are, so they know what the actual flavor is. So broccoli, we're not going to hide the broccoli flavor by by putting something else with it. So so the weaning foods is is a great workshop for that where we're um, showing parents the different recipes for purees. And if they do need sweetening, then I'll put something more natural in there. So maybe I'll sweeten it with sweet potato or something. And um, for example, like pesto is quite an adult flavor then we would add um, maybe a bit of kiwi or something or a bit of apple just to sweeten it up. Um, and they also still get the nutrients. And I think what's really most important uh, with, with all of this is uh, to actually engage the child on, on the food. So you present the food in, in a way that it's going to make them think, wow, I really want to eat this. So we think a lot about textures, um, how smooth, um, if, if they want to eat things that are soft or crunchy. Um, we think a lot about the smells as well. So we incorporate some nice herbs and spices in there, which offers some um, really good benefits, health benefits as well. Like for example, turmeric is a really good one, which is a, a nice antioxidant, but it's a really nice bright color. And it's quite good to put in some of the foods. Uh, spinach is a great coloring. And plus it gives you nutrients as well. And uh, obviously the taste. So we want to make sure that everything is as fresh as possible. And we specialize in, in, in raw food. So we try and, and minimize the, the cooking. But with, with children, you need to make sure that um, they can easily digest things. So when you're preparing food for children, you just need to think about rainbow colors as well. And things like what you can get these days like purple carrots and yellow carrots and orange carrots you know play with those and yeah just make sure that you make things exciting and different so if you've never heard of a spiralizer it's a great tool um, you can actually cut vegetables into noodles it's actually quite cheap to, to buy um, uh, online so it's a great way to incorporate vegetables in a child's diet because they think they're eating pasta but they're really they're eating zucchini pasta <laughs> um, and if that, you don't have a spiral once as well that fooled me once <laughs> when I was in the restaurant I was yeah. like this I mean it's, it's it's a definitely a great alternative it's and it's nice to see on a plate you know different colors um, and you can do different vegetables with it you can have like a zucchini and carrot pasta um, but if you don't have a spiralizer and you want to do this at home now um, you can use a peeler and you, you know you can just cut it in different shapes I think shapes and sizes are really important and um, lots of encouragement and patience and especially if you've got toddlers and I'm going through this phase with Fox at the moment where he is just <laughs> I keep saying to myself he's not testing me he's going through a phase he doesn't know that mommy has spent so much time in the kitchen preparing all this food and he's not eating it yeah so yeah lots of encouragement and patience and it's really important and I, I found this because Fox normally eats earlier than us and now I've incorporated that we eat the same time as him it's important to actually have the whole family at the table because they're just thinking well I'm sat here and I know I need to go to bed earlier than you guys but I'm sat here on my own eating it's quite sad <laughs> and, um, and I think it's a nice ritual to actually have 
everyone eating and it really encourages them to eat and now foxes are sort of grabbing stuff from our plates which is great which is not great for us because we don't get to eat because <laughs> he's stealing our food but he, he takes over yeah. and that's that's what you you want for your child for them to explore the different foods out there awesome that was great i know um i have a lot of friends who are mothers and i'm sure they will be frothing over that bit of information there because sometimes it is a nightmare i've mentioned to you before i have a a half brother who's who's eight and i remember when he was a kid just trying to get him to eat was a real struggle so um yes that would have been very handy back in the day you know you were talking a little bit before obviously like we're the example um but what are some of the simple steps we can implement to help basically better our lifestyle right now um yeah so the main one is is cooking at home and i know there must be loads of people going oh my goodness cooking at home is gonna take so much time if you're prepared in advance then it will be easier for you so i make it a ritual on a sunday for example to cut up loads of vegetables and i'll probably just take you about an hour of your time and just put them into boxes into the fridge and during the week well they probably only last for two or three days but in those two or three days you can pick out the vegetables and just drop them in a pan and voila, you've got home cooked meals. So it's, it's really important to, um, to cook at home and you know what goes in then, you know what kind of ingredients, you can play with, with the different flavors um, and try your best not to eat packaged foods. And I know it's so easy to just go out there and just go and grab something. Um, but it's really important that uh, eating whole foods is is actually going to bring more benefits to you as i mentioned about relaxation just five minutes of your time every day if you can if you can even do 20 minutes that's better if you can do it a few times during the day just sit down switch off for five minutes look around you take a walk look at the trees you know just take a moment capture that moment um I think that's really important just to let yourself rest, let your mind rest. Exercise, movement are very important. If you're bored and fed up of your normal ritual, go to the gym, try it or class, try something different. Maybe go out and do rock climbing or go dancing or go and do some martial arts or something different, uh, something active. Good sleep, very important. Although I don't know what that is right now because I have a 20-month-old <laughs> child who, um, yeah, he likes to wake up and, yeah, I need to settle him back down. I still need to <laughs> help him. But, yeah, a good sleep. Try this out over the weekend. You should stop your any alarms going off in the weekend and see what time you actually wake up maybe go to bed a little bit early if you can and then you can actually reset your body to wake up every day and unfortunately for me i i have done that so regardless of whether fox has woken up about five times i will still wake up seven hours exactly on the dots to when i went to bed <laughs> so getting a good sleep very important because it also rests your brain and rests your muscles and, and everything it resets everything um listen to your body um, what that means is your body will tell you everything it needs and everything it doesn't need so for example 
if it needs rest to give us rest so that report that needs to be out the next day you don't need to sit there till two o'clock in the morning um try and go to bed earlier and maybe wake up earlier and then do that report and just reset or if you've got a headache try not to reach out for, for the paracetamol or panadol um, try and find out what it is maybe you have strained your neck or um, maybe you're dehydrated um, and you just need to just listen out for these signs yeah just most importantly rest and I would say another one a really good one is to be mindful I mentioned earlier about being living in a stress-free environment and it's really important uh, especially in a everyone everyone's got a gadget their phones and uh it's really bad here in singapore especially with this all this pokemon stuff going on <laughs> and people <laughs> playing games and stuff i can imagine down, yeah it's just walking down the street and you're just bumping into people well they're bumping into you because they're busy whatever i've never actually i've just seen it in passing i've never actually are they downloaded. still playing pokemon go Yes, they are. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was um, with my husband the other day and we were just walking down this ball and there were these grannies, must have been about 80, had these phones. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was thinking, come on, come on, people. We just need to sort of take some time out and just be mindful. So when you're eating, actually eat. And when I mean eating, as in sit down and look at your food and taste it and flavors that you're experiencing instead of trying to eat and do an email or try and eat or go on the phone actually focus on your food i mean that that's really important and and also if you if you're just mind mindlessly eating you don't know how much you've eaten and then you're going to get hungry again it's like it's not registering in your brain. So being mindful and, and just be in the present. I know people, all, you all see all these memes, oh, be in the present moment, blah, blah, blah. And people go, yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that. But actually do it and focus on, on everything that you're doing. So when you're actually uh, working out, for example, focus on that muscle and actually put all your energies and, and thinking about how you're building that muscle up. And, and there's so many different studies out there that actually shows that the, the muscle growth is even better once your mind is actually focused on that muscle, for example. Lastly, play, lots of play, socializing. So everything in balance. Um, I know all the good stuff, eating well and may seem boring to some people and, and stretching and getting good sleep, but actually go out there and socialize, talk to people, laugh and, and play with your children, actually take some time out. I, I really think one of the main things for me in socializing is, is voluntary work and actually giving without receiving. The benefits to you as a person actually being able to give without having to receive anything and, and seeing people's faces and, and helping people out is just amazing. And, and I think that's, that's really important to integrate in your life if you haven't started doing so already. Be charitable. <laughs> I love that. That was amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay, so in in summary, uh there's about seven steps. So the first one would be cook at home, eat whole foods, um less packaged. Step 2 would be meditation. And for those of you 
that haven't come across meditation before, you can get uh, guided meditation on YouTube. Uh, just five minutes, just switch off, sit there, think of nothing. Step three, I would say try out different exercises. Um, if you're getting a little bit bored with your norm, normal exercises, do something different. Number four, get good sleep. Minimum seven hours. I know some people can run on less, but try out uh, actually not setting an alarm and, and seeing how you go with that. Um, so step five, listen to your body. Your body is amazing at telling you what it needs. So it'll tell you if you're hungry, it'll tell you if you're thirsty, and if you've got a headache or you've got some sort of inflammation, it will tell you. And don't just reach out for the paracetamol or the panadol. Just actually think, okay, so what's caused my headache? Why, why have I got a headache? Have I got neck strain? Is it because I've been sat from my desk? So that's uh, number five. Number six, be mindful. Be in the present. Try, try this, for example. Go home tonight and actually sit there and take five minutes and actually eat your food slowly and think about what you're eating and, and actually taste the flavors instead of trying to chomp things down because you need to go out and do something. Actually just take a few minutes. And lastly, socialize and be charitable. So um, go out there, talk to people, talk to your friends, catch up with, with friends, uh, laugh, really important in, in your life. Um, and Give without receiving, volunteering if you can, when you've got the time, if you don't do so already, it's, it's amazing to help people. The simple steps that I would recommend, and I think they're quite easy to incorporate slowly into your lifestyle. Um, there's nothing major that you have to, to do. So yeah, it's uh, just a few of those. <laughs> I love that. So seven really simple steps and I, and I just love everything. Like, you know, I think everything is so important in balance and just really, I guess, focusing your attention more so on being aware and, and making these small adjustments, you know, like you said before, even if it is rather than doing the elevator, take the stairs, you know, simple things like that, just being mindful of where you can put into practice simple simple ways of improving health over a period of time and they'll start to just become permanent, you know? So thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. We are so happy to have you. You've been phenomenal and we cannot really wait to release this. Can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, where we can find you, where the listeners can find your work and your workshops for when they go to Singapore and yeah, just follow you basically. So we're called Live Fruitfully and we run plant-based healthy eating workshops and food consultations in Singapore and um, our classes can be found on our website on www.livefruitfully.sg and uh, we we're also on Facebook uh, with the handle is Live Fruitfully SG. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Emma. It's been great to to chat to you and share with you some of my knowledge on um, health and wellness. And I hope that some of these tips and tricks would be uh, valuable to your listeners. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. And yeah, hopefully we'll have you on for something else soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've just heard, please share with your friends and family. You can check out some of our previous topics at www.basicslw.com.
www.thepodcastpodcast.com or you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud to name but a few. You can also check out what the team have been up to on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any feedback, would like to find out more or just have a question for us to cover in future episodes, drop us a line on info at basiclw.com. Join us next time where we'll be covering another topic and hopefully answering one of those burning questions of yours. 